Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to our podcast series addressing everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. Wow, I had a hard time getting those words out of my mouth. <laughs> what exciting, great start. <laughs> yeah, great start. So what exciting topic do you have for our listeners today, Len? Well, Dean, I decided to discuss and warn bankers about what I consider to be the potential coming perfect storm. Well, we certainly have seen our, our series of weather-related storms, and my mm-hmm. guess today is that you're talking about some sort of regulatory storm. And if I had to guess, it, it if, if the word C or R or A involved, <laughs> then yes. But, it well, it sounds ominous. I'm certain that you have the attention of our audience and exactly what is the coming perfect storm. I guess I'll have to ask that question, Len. Well, Dean, what I'm referring to is the confluence of the implementation of two regulations, Section 1071 of Dodd-Frank and the new CRA rule. Now, as you know, Section 1071 is merely what I call a, quote, reporting regulation that will require lenders, and by the way, not just banks, but credit unions, commercial finance companies, and any entity engaged in the business of lending to small businesses, to report their lending and many details associated with that lending to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And among those details will be information pertaining to the race and ethnicity of owners and operators of small business, as well as the geocoded location of those loans. And of course, by CRA, I'm referring to the Community Reinvestment Act and the radical changes to that regulation announced in October 2023, which include a reiteration of how fair lending issues can result in the downgrading of a CRA rating. Yeah, Len, as you point out, Section 1071 is only a reporting regulation with no other requirements other than collect and report uh, certain data similar to how we've done it in the past uh, with government monitoring nations, except this is a little bit different, about the ownership of business in the process of extending credit. Sounds like a commercial version of the HUMDA or Home Mortgage Disclosure Act. By itself, it doesn't really demand lending quotas, does it? No, actually, it does not, Dean, but it is capturing race and ethnicity data in the reports that will be submitted by reporting lenders. And the data being reported, among other things, includes not only race and ethnicity data, but gender information and the census tract where the loan applies to, which means it can be ascribed to minority tracts, just like the CRA data today can be identified by tract income class. Yeah, and in, in the correlation between CRA ratings and fair lending problems has been in effect for decades, hasn't it? Yes, it has. But the activists have been demanding that CRA incorporate race and ethnicity and that it must be directly factored into CRA ratings. While the original statute and its changes over the years have reiterated how fair lending issues can affect CRA ratings, activists wanted those issues to be explicitly included in CRA exams. Now, the regulators properly resisted those demands. But in the new rule, they've made it clear that any, quote, evidence of discriminatory or other illegal credit practices, including those of any affiliate related to the activities considered in the evaluation of a a bank, 
can adversely affect a bank's CRA performance rating. Not only that, but in the preamble to the new rule, the agencies explicitly stated that the new rule, quote, does not limit the type of credit practices that may be considered as evidence of discriminatory or illegal credit practices. That seems to be setting the stage for a much more aggressive approach by regulators with respect to using fair lending as a reason to downgrade CRA performance ratings. Wait, what do you, can you back up? What do you mean by that? Well, think about what's been going on since the Department of Justice announced the anti-redlining initiative, initiative back in October of 2021. There's been a record number of referrals by the regulators to the DOJ accusing banks of redlining. Now, coincident with that approach, the agencies have modified an important concept in redlining cases, the concept of a REMA, or reasonably expected market area. Until 2021, the guidance and examiner manuals indicated a number of factors examiners should consider when determining how a REMA would be delineated for banks undergoing a fair lending review. But coincidentally, shortly after the new redlining initiative was announced, the agencies made a significant change to how they determine REMAs. What they have done is to declare that a REMA will be nothing smaller than an entire MSA or metropolitan division. For many community banks, that may be a very unreasonable market, and the application of that approach may result in meaningless, if not misleading, statistical analysis of lending data. This experience of using what I call remote markets for analyzing that data may, in many cases for community banks, be unrealistic and signals to me a very aggressive approach by regulators. Now, so far, the anti-redlining initiative has been focused on humda mortgage lending activity, but with the coming of Section 1071 data for small business lending, I am concerned about the potential to misuse that data for anti-redlining purposes in communities that are only incidental to a bank's true markets. Wow, that's pretty strong assertion, Len. Do you have any additional reasons for your concern? Yes, I do, Dean. What really gives me a pause for concern is the adoption of the extremely controversial assessment areas in the new CRA rule. Now, as you know, the new rule adopts what are called retail lending assessment areas and outside retail lending, the outside retail lending area. Now, in adopting these new assessment areas, the agencies are contradicting 47 years of Community Reinvestment Act of enforcement that insisted a bank CRA assessment area had to include deposit-taking facilities. But with the new rule and the new assessment areas, regulators are saying that deposit-taking facilities are no longer relevant and banks will be evaluated based on wherever they are lending. Moreover, the regulators are not making any adjustments to the, what they call the tailored benchmarks to reflect the extremely difficult and different circumstances a bank faces when extending loans hundreds of miles removed from their branch system. If regulators are prepared to justify changes in almost 50 years of CRA enforcement and mandate unrealistic assessment areas, it seems to me they are setting the stage for doing what they have done with the REMAs and mandating unrealistic assessment areas in which it will be difficult for banks to meet the regulatory standards. Well, and you certainly have proposed something to seriously consider. All I can say is I'm certain our listeners will be looking forward to, I'll bet, uh, with trepidation to more details on the other groundbreaking changes contained in the new CRA uh, rule. And of course, this whole REMA concept, uh, forget about the new CRA already, but this, the REMA concept itself 
has 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 proved uh, problematic for some institutions. So very unfortunate. But great advice today, and that I'm sure it's uh, been appreciated by uh, our audience. Uh, this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting. And this is Len Suzio with GeoData Vision saying, we hope you enjoyed today's broadcast and found it informative. And as always, we encourage you to send in your suggestions for future podcast projects. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geo Data Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics. <laughs>